This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. It's time to take a look at lovefood.com's website. And uh, this is kind of restaurant nightmares and the things that um, people get really irritated about. Is there is there a bugbear that you have in particular when you go to a restaurant? Oh, uh, yes and no. You know, I like to be not spoiled, but I like to be carefree. That's the reason that you go to a restaurant. And it's more that if the whole process is, is a bit too much effort, then I get a little bit irritated. But no, there's uh, there's nothing specific about a restaurant experience that I either have or, you know, don't want to experience because they're bad. But it is, I mean, this is a really interesting article because they're saying restaurants are a haven away from home and, and you want things to go right. And then, because you're paying money after all, when it doesn't, when it all goes wrong, it's a little bit awkward. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, when you do go out and you're spending money on food and maybe not just, you know, a wee cafe or something like that. I mean, but when you're going out for a proper meal at night. Sometimes you really treat yourself that the moment you step into the restaurant until the moment you leave, you just don't want to have to do anything. Everything is done for you. That's what a waiter is there for, to, to wait on you hand and foot. Yeah. But this is a really interesting article. It's from lovefood.com. It's the top five restaurant nightmares. And it says eating out at a restaurant has innumerable advantages. There's the promise of discovering a potentially genius culinary marriage that you would never have otherwise attempted at home. Plus the bonus of having someone else do everything while you fill the minutes of your wait by imbibing large glasses of red wine. Ultimately, restaurants exist so that we can be treated. But then it's not always so straightforward for when an experience proves to be less than satisfactory, the effort placed in journeying to a restaurant, finding it, paying for it, can so easily disappear in one frustrating click of the fingers. A wailing child, a hair in a plate, the interminable wait for a hot but now stone-cold soup, and the bill listing one too many portions of white bait that you simply did not order. Being shown to a table by a grinless waitress facing a terribly unscenic toilets this way sign is equally jarring. So here are some pet hates of lovefood.com and the first pet hate when going out to a restaurant is the bread charge you arrive with a stomach so empty your hunger is audible to all the other diners a waiter places a bread basket on your table and quite naturally you begin to make your way through the selection spreading thick swipes of butter inside the rolls as you go It's only later that you realise the basket has been charged to your bill. What? Didn't you see the price tag hidden underneath? These days, lovefood.com feel forced to ask whether unordered items arriving at the table are free or not, no matter how mortifying the question is. More often than not, the quality of the first arrival is rather poor and nothing more than a stopgap. But would they have tucked in knowing that they'd have to pay for the displeasure? Not really. Now, I have to admit that's not something that I personally have encountered, but I have heard of it that, yeah, they bring you what you think is complimentary to put on your table and you help yourself only to find it charged later on. I think if somebody is putting something on the table without you having asked for it, then it should be taken for granted by the customer mm-hmm. uh, or the diner that it's there, mm-hmm. you know, it's... it's To me, it's a process. If complimentary. You, yeah, you order something, you ask for it, 
you expect to pay for it. Someone just walks up and puts it on your table as a welcoming, sit down at your table, here's a, a basket of bread. You would quite rightly think that it is free, but mm, See, to be always. honest, though, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't dispute the charge. I'd be too mortified no, to no, do I that. I would pay it, but I probably wouldn't go back. Yeah, I, I mean, it, if it was, um, but th- that's the other thing. If they put it down, and I did go back in future and they put it down, mm. I wouldn't not touch it. Mm. It's, it, your hands are kind of tied in a way. Yeah, it, I wouldn't not touch it because I, I wouldn't be able to. Mm. I'd have to have a bit and I would think that looks really scabby if I don't touch it. And anyway, what happens to the bread if yes. it's not eaten? They're going to throw it away. You mm. know, I think health and safety means that if something's been served to a table, you can't reuse it on the mm-hmm. table. But what if that table that you're being served on is rickety? To notice a wobbly table is to notice how often one places their elbows on the table. But a lopsided rattling table can cause other more annoying issues. Spilt drinks, sudden jolts leaving cutlery in the air, and coffee cups emptying their contents into the saucer, among various other things. Do you look for a wedge of napkins and begin the tedious task of coming up from underneath the table to check whether the correct balance has been reached? Or do you have to ask for all your plates, coats and glasses to be painstakingly moved to another spot. Mm, a less than stable dining surface certainly makes for less than satisfactory meal. Now, I could imagine, I've encountered this sort of thing in your local cafe, but if you're going to a proper restaurant, that, that, that would be mortifying to me. Yeah, definitely. But it seems so minor, but it's, it's a big thing. It is. And actually, there's nothing more irritating than a wobbly table. Mm. It is so irritating when you're eating a whole meal from a wobbly table. I've just thought of something. Yeah. What would you rather? <laughs> <laughs> Your mind is wandering, isn't it? <laughs> you're thinking about all these permutations. What would you rather? Drink out of a chipped cup Ooh. or eat from dirty knife and fork? <sighs> Chipped cup. A, a chip, see, a chipped cup, you know, you can avoid it. You can avoid it. But a dirty, oh, A, just not wanting to use it. B, asking for it to be fresh. You know, making a fuss, that very British thing of just, let's not make a fuss, shall we? Have you any idea the amount of bacteria mm. that's in a chipped cup? Oh, Jill. It's serious, I, serious I hadn't bacteria. About that, but now I have, I can't stop thinking about it. So, if any of your cups or plates or anything like that are chipped, you need to chuck them. I chuck all my chips wow. out. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Learning something every day with you, Jill. But this mm-hmm. absolutely appalls me. If I encountered this at a restaurant, I certainly would be going back. And it is the alien hair. Once you've seen it, it is hard to continue eating from the same dish, even if the offending addition has been successfully removed. It's a universal problem, the thought of your freshly prepared plate of food carrying an alien object potentially picked up anywhere between the kitchen worktop and the table is enough to make anyone want to gag. Could the eyelash or long straggly hair have come from your blinking eye or head? Of course, but knowing as much won't hinder you from darting daggers at the waitress and the visible kitchen staff on whom you blame everything. After all, the customer is always right, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, c- I couldn't bear it. No, no, I would send it right back and I would probably just, yeah, call quits on it right there because, no, I think that's, ugh, it, it, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Absolutely, but I'd want my money back as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't pay for something like that. I, I would actually expect somebody to give me something complimentary to make up for it. Mm-hmm.
you know, even if it was a liqueur at the end of the meal or, I agree. I agree. or just have the dish for free, whatever. Because at the end of the day, it's their reputation. They know yes. full well the power of word of mouth that you're going to tell your friend and that your friends are going to tell their friends. And yet they, they need to keep you right and keep you happy. So, yeah, well, I would this expect something complimentary. Yeah, they do say that if you're happy with something, you'll tell 10 other people. Mm-hmm. If you're unhappy with something, you'll tell about 50 other yeah, people. That's, that's very true. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Now, this last one from lovefood.com about the top five restaurants nightmares is a bad waiter and I have to agree your whole experience of going to a restaurant depends on the waiter and how they interact with you and love food say that they can't stand seeing someone's finished plate being cleared away while their dining companion is still halfway through their meal it's the quickest way into making someone feel rushed and as if though their chewing is under intense scrutiny it also goes against all acceptable polite etiquette so why does this happen lovefood.com asked an offending waiter just the other week and they said we like to have as many many washing loads full at any one time and they have missed the point entirely love food thought true is not everyone is born with an impeccable know-how of the catering world but sometimes a lack of intelligence can be alarmingly frustrating they really despair when table servers appear to have no or next to no knowledge of what is on the menu in the restaurant in which they work or seem at all interested in taking care of an ingredient swap that you have requested mm, so yeah i agree you want your, your your waiter to be personable and make your night out at a restaurant something to remember not something to you know just get a, a bad vibe about oh absolutely I remember uh, somebody telling me that the, they knew uh, a couple that went to a restaurant and um, she was she was a bit of a hyacinth bouquet. Oh, yes, I know the type. And uh, she was kind of ordering the waiter around. Anyway, the funniest thing was that um, she ordered bol- bolognese mm-hmm. um, and she wanted some cheese to put on top. And she right. goes, uh, waiter, waiter, could, could I have some Parmesan cheese, please? <laughs> Just embarrassed herself. No end. Yeah, showing herself up for what she really is. <laughs> but yeah, it cuts both ways. I think at the end of the day, a waiter is just trying to do their job. And if you slightly condescending or patronizing or treat them as if, you know, they're your slave or something silly, then, you know, it, it does work both ways. But you do expect at least the waiter to be good at their job. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I, I remember uh, my parents telling me that, that um, they were actually, a, it, was, <laughs> it was a business dinner Um, and you know my I I think my parents were kind of taking another couple out Mm -hmm. for a meal this was many many years ago and the waiter came around and uh, he said now the special on the board today is uh, for starter is quail and the woman turned around she goes quail oh I love fish (laughs) right but the waiter nearly wet himself oh, laughing. I know. That, and that made everybody feel so uncomfortable. I know, that would have put him in a really awkward position <laughs> trying to maintain his professionalism, but just losing the plot at someone being so ridiculously silly. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, listen, thanks for taking us through that. And please do get in touch at home and let us know your restaurant nightmares. We'd love to hear from you. Insightradio.co.uk is our web address and all our contact details are there. And if you want to take a look at this article, it's on the lovefood.com website. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.